Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. G'day everyone, I'm Will Dale and welcome to Repco Bathurst Daily in the wake of the 2023 running of the Repco Bathurst 1000. Now, before we hook in, just a reminder that you can enjoy a range of content, news, podcasts, videos, competitions and much more on the Repco Garage website. Visit it now at garage.repco.com.au. Joining me for the last time this weekend in Bathurst is v8sleuth.com.au website editor Conor O'Brien and it's all over Ed Rover. The 60th anniversary great race has been run and won with Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway bringing home the Peter Brock Trophy for Triple Eight. Connor, we've spent all week talking about the speed of the 99 Erebus Camaro, the car Brody Kosecki put on pole and that he and David Russell led the race with. But Triple Eight showed why they're now 10-time winners of the Bathurst 1000. Yeah, look... Uh I I said uh, yesterday that I I thought it would take something pretty special for the '99 not to win, but uh, but uh, yeah, Triple Eight they had uh, they had something up their sleeve, and that was uh, race pace. And you know Shane, um, uh, you know, and and his team really spoke about uh, well, yeah, they focused all along on race pace and they weren't too worried about quality and uh, we weren't sandbagging i think was the quote from race engineer andrew edwards in the aftermath of the win yeah yeah and look i mean and yeah i think in the end they had they had the best race pace um you know they yeah even with some issues for for, for brody with some you know the steering they um yeah between shane and ruchi they um they were just too quick uh, and yeah so kudos to triple eight again yeah like you say they They've, they've done it again. The big setup for the big day. Commiserations to Erebus. I mean, second place at Bathurst is nothing to be sniffed at, and they've got plenty of positives to take away from the weekend. I mean, they set a new lap record for the Gen 3 cars around Mount Panorama. That 99 was the fastest car all weekend over one lap. Um, and they also maintained their lead in the Drivers' Championship and extended their team's championship lead. But I guess, like Brody said in the press conference, he's here to win races. Yeah, look, I... I don't think that Erebus and uh, Brody are going to be devastated. I mean, a little bit of one that got away, but I think they're they're pretty uh, okay with the big picture. And the big picture is that they now clear Bathurst and go into the last two rounds with a uh, 131-point lead and only one uh, title rival left. So, um, yeah, look, uh, a tough one. They uh, they were absolutely the standout of um, of the entire weekend, but... Uh, but yeah, just uh, they had to settle for second in the end on on race day, and um, yeah, so I'm sure some mixed emotions at Erebus, but I, I dare say they're not too shattered. We did also allude to the fact that he only ha- that Brody only has one more title rival, and it's you've got to spare a thought for Paul Brock Feeney. I mean, he and Jamie Wincup lost a likely podium with that gear shift mount problem in the final with the final pit stop in sight, lost a shot at the Bathurst win, and now he's over four hundred points behind Brody in the standings. I mean, th- this is it for Mister Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The answer is yes. Uh, there's four races left. Uh, one, ah, uh, sorry, one hundred and fifty at each, six hundred in total. But yeah, they're not going to make up three hundred and ninety points. Uh, so. 
Um, well, we'll see if I get proven wrong, but I'm pretty confident on that. And um, yeah, that's a shame for Brock. He's had a terrific year. Uh, it's absolutely heartbreaking to uh, to see um, yeah him uh, just absolutely in in tears in in the car. You know, uh, not only a likely podium, they might have won that race because Brock was reeling Shane in. Shane was managing a couple issues, and Brock was closing in on him. And yeah, so yeah, absolute bitter blow for for Brock. Uh, a weird one for Jamie. Um, you know, he's the the team, you know, principal, managing director, co-owner. So uh, still a great result for him that uh, that there's a win, but also a fifth a potential fifth Bathurst win. Um, yeah, goes begging for him. So yeah, but look, yeah, in the end, yeah. Tough one for Brock. Uh, they've, you know, they've, they've picked up the CNN 500, but yeah, that's uh, that's curtains for the championship. You're right. It is it, for Jamie. It is just another. It's just another oddity on the list of ways he's managed to have this race snatched out of his hands over the years. I mean, lost a uh, lost wheel, uh, fuel safety car, uh, alternator. Um, now we can add transaxle or gearbox mount to, or gear shift mount. I should say to that list, but. One person's cloud is another silver lining, and that's very much for the case for the drivers that finished in third place, Anton Di Pasquale and Tony D'Alberto, who got the number 11 Dick Johnson Racing Mustang up onto the podium. It's the first time that ADP stood on the Bathurst podium. It's the second time for Tony D since 2017, and it's the first time the team's been back up there since winning the race back in 2019. Um, so a Ford got on the podium, and Mustangs finished third through sixth, but the best of them was over half a minute off the pace, and that was with a trouble-free run. So, for the whole parody storm that raged in the lead-up to opening practice, the Fords really didn't look at any point like being in this race on speed, did they? Uh, yeah, no. You can't- it's the awkward truth about- <clears throat> Yeah, you can't get around it. I mean, of course, it was a- <clears throat> You know, it didn't help for a grandstand finish that, you know, we went green for about the last 90 laps or so. Yes. But, <clears throat> yeah, look, in the end, yeah, there were some competitive forwards, but none that were ever going to quite take the fight to, um, to I think, even with a safety car that would have been able to take the fight to the Erebus and Triple Eight guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look, um, I'm sure there is still, unfortunately, there's still a lot more parody talk to, to play out and uh, I'm sure that <clears throat> yeah that we'll be looking at whether there will be changes after Bathurst and none of this is probably going to get fully resolved until the off season with uh, wind mm. tunnel testing and all that type it is unfortunately another hard luck story one of many at Bathurst and <laughs> BJR I don't know what BJR has to do I need whether they need to get like a St Christopher medal or perform an exorcism or something they just hadn't awful day all round. I mean, the number four and the number 96 cars both fell out of contention when they tangled with each other at the chase. The eight then blew an engine, also at the chase. And then the 14 copped a pit lane drive-through penalty for switching off the speed limiter while it was still in pit lane. I mean, that's... I can only hope that that's that this finally is the last of the bad luck that BJR seems to experience at the mountain. Um, another team that goes home empty-handed is Tickford Racing in Tim Edwards' final. Bathurst is its team principal. Their best shot at the podium went with the Cam Waters and James Moffat Mustang, which crashed out before half distance. It was James Courtney and Zach Best that ended up the best of their four-car fleet in sixth place. And then there's Team 18, who had both of their cars head to the pits in the closing laps, and the number 18 of Mark Winterbottom and Michael Caruso was still there when the chequered flag waved, meaning that they 
completed 160 of the 161 laps, but they didn't get classified as finishers. Connor, you went down to their garage after the race. What was the story there? Uh, it was definitely not a, ha- <clears throat> a happy story, that's for sure. Uh, the uh, yeah, no, there there was a lot of emotion in that garage. It was not a yeah. It, not a happy that, place. No, it it wasn't. No, they they certainly were, you know, polite but not in a mood to talk. And uh, yeah, so essentially they both ran out of fuel. And uh, from what I can tell so far, it uh, it did blindside them. There seems to have been some kind of calibration type of issue because uh, apparently both engineers thought both cars had about seven laps of fuel left in them, and then lo and behold, uh, yeah, they they realised in the last couple of laps that they were in trouble. And uh, as it turned out, it was probably good that Scott Pye got got their car in. Um, well, you know, they were able to box the twenty um, an extra lap early uh, because they got out and at least got to the end. And poor old Mark Winterbottom got to pit exit, but uh, the red light came on as Shane Van Gisbergen crossed the finish line and uh, pit exit closed. And unfortunately for the eighteen uh, crew, they had to go and uh, f- fetch the. Uh, Fetch the uh, the Dewalt Camaro and uh, and yeah push it back and that was a non finish so um yeah tough really tough one there um yeah yeah brutal Bathurst can be brutal and it certainly was for Team Eighteen a lot of hard work for not a lot of uh, reward such a rough way to end a long weekend and there's plenty of news and stories like that to come out of Bathurst every year so keep an eye on our website vhsleuth.com.au for all the follow-ups we've also got a fresh episode of the Castrol Motorsport News podcast rolling out on Tuesday Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartholomeus have been trackside with us here at Mount Panorama so that ep should be a ripper as always while normal service resumes for the V8 Sleuth podcast on Wednesday Aaron Noonan is back with the first part of a two-part chat with the one the only Tony Cochran. So look out for that on Wednesday. But for Connor O'Brien and the rest of the V8 Sleuth team, I'm Will Dale, signing off from Repco Bathurst Daily for 2023. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out.